You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today is NFL kickoff day. It is September 8th. 2022 and I am beyond excited to see the Bills take on the Rams in LA to kick things off. It's been a long 207 days since the NFL Super Bowl wrapped up last season and I am ready for some football and today we are making our picks for every single one of the 16 games we have slated this week starting with tonight's matchup. So Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, comment down below who do you think comes out winner tonight or maybe some upsets or some big winners you think are going to come out from week number one here in the NFL. So we'll dive right into it. Oh, and reminder, before we get rolling here, we're getting real close to 500 subs. I'm giving away show t-shirts when we hit 500. So if you want to be a part of that, just hit that like button and subscribe button. And once we get to that 500 mark, I'll be making an announcement video and we'll go from there. I'm not sure how many I'm going to give out, but I do have a handful that I have to give away. So Diving in for tonight's Thursday night action at 8.20 p.m., we have the Buffalo Bills heading on over to L.A. to go one-on-one with the Rams. And the over-under for this one is set at 51.5 with the Bills favored at minus 2.5 as of me recording this video. Listen, there's a lot of conversation going into this one. It is two heavyweights, two Super Bowl favorites going at it right here, game number one of the season it's and it's tight bills minus two and a half favorite that's literally less than a field goal here and I really think whoever wins this game it's probably going to be within that close of a margin or so I have I have a hard time believing that this game ends up being a blowout or even a game that's separated by more than like 10 points at most by either side a lot of people are pulling for the bills and a lot of people have the bills ranked as the number one team in the league but we don't really have a lot to go by it's more or less just feeling and what you like about the teams coming out of this past offseason For me, I'm going to take the underdog on this one. I like the Rams here. I want to take the Rams. I take the Rams close. It's going to be Rams 27, Bills 24. That's what I have a feeling for. I'm a big Rams guy. I'm not a Rams fan, but Matthew Stafford, one of my favorite quarterbacks for a very long time. I was rooting for him the whole way through the playoffs and literally from week one last year when he stepped foot into the Rams stadium as a Ram for the very first time. I'm ready to see them run it back and make another push for a second Super Bowl title in two years. And I think it starts off strong with a big win versus Buffalo. Rolling into the Sunday's 1 p.m. slate of games here. We are looking at a grand total of, what is this, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten games? Eight games, nine games, nine games altogether. Starting off with the 49ers and the Bears. 49ers are a heavy favorite at minus seven here. If you were a betting a betting person, I'm not, but if I was to bet on something like this, 49ers minus seven does not really seem unrealistic. I don't expect the Bears offense to be a heavy firepower type of offense, especially going up against a 49ers defense that was suffocating by year's end last year. I, I want to see the Bears do well this year. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time under a new regime to really get things rolling here. I'm excited to see what Justin Fields can do with the team that's being built around him. I do like the 49ers, though, in this one. So I do have them winning. I have the scores set pretty close at about 20 to 17. The over-under is set at 41 and a half. And I do like the under on this one here. Again, I I don't think the Bears are going to score a ton. I also, you know, I have to think about 49ers and Trey Lance. How effective is Trey Lance going to be in this offense? We don't really know, and it's week one. Teams are still kind of figuring themselves out the first few weeks of the season, and I feel like week one tends to be a little bit slower in terms of total score output. So I like the over, or excuse me, I like the under on this one here. 
Looking at the Ravens and the Jets, over-under is set at 44.5 with the Ravens favored at minus 7. This is another one where if you were to bet on the spread here, I like the Ravens at minus 7. That's definitely something that I see doable, especially with the fact that Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets going into this game here. Over-under being set at 44.5, I see the over being hit if the Ravens are really starting to blow out the Jets here. That's like the only real way. Unless the Jets' defense surprises us and slows down the Ravens' offense and it's not as effective as I expect it to be, I actually have the Jets here kind of getting blown out, 28-19 to with a win by the Ravens. But ultimately, Ravens minus 7, them winning by a touchdown does not seem unrealistic. And again, the over, definitely a possibility if the Ravens are really starting to hammer away at the Jets' defense, especially late in the game. Looking at the Colts and the Texans, over-under for this one is set at 46.5 with the Colts as minus 7 favorites. If I know one thing as a Colts fan, <clears throat> excuse me. It is that the Texans always play the Colts fairly well, despite what's going on over there. Those games come down to a lot closer score lines than I think some people realize because it's a Colts-Texans matchup. And at least for the last handful of years, aside from when Deshaun Watson and the team was really doing well for those few years, the Colts have kind of rolled the Texans as of late. So with that in mind, I do think that the Colts end up getting the win here. I don't know about Colts minus seven. That's kind of a spread I think I would stay away with. And I don't really think the Texans could upset plus seven. So realistically speaking, I think it's a tight game. I have the Colts winning 23 to 20. So by a short three points, this is another one where I like the under here. I don't think that it ends up being a super high scoring affair. Davis Mills and the Texans on offense. While I like the potential of Davis Mills, you know, they have a new running back in Damian Pierce. We have to see how he fits into the system. They did not, you know, they're not going to have John Mechie, who they drafted this year, obviously due to leukemia. And Brandon Cooks is kind of like your only true threat that you can, that I can at least just think of off the top of my head, who is a bona fide guy I'd be worried about the Colts defending. And then the Colts, you have Matt Ryan. You obviously have Jonathan Taylor in that offensive line, some solid skill talent over there with Michael Pittman and company. But with Matt Ryan under center, I expect to see a growing pain or two, and it would be very Colts of the Colts to struggle in week one, but maybe just squeak out a win over the Texans in a tight game. For the Steelers and the Bengals, over-under is set at 44 on this one here with the Bengals as minus six and a half favorites. Now, the Steelers are really going to boil down to how the quarterback play turns out for them this season. I ultimately think, though, that, you know, the Steelers have a really good defense. And even if they get what Ben Roethlisberger gave them or a little bit more now that they have some more athletic quarterbacks to potentially run the team as we go through this season here, I think the Steelers offense ends up being a little bit better, which only benefits the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers. The Bengals, I expect to kind of just run it back. I mean, their offensive line needs to be improved. It would be rather blasphemous in my opinion if somehow the Bengals invested as much money as they did in the offensive line and that offense does not get better it would be insane if that was the case so with that in mind Bengals minus six and a half that's definitely something I could see happening I actually have the Bengals dropping 31 on the Steelers in this one Steelers going 20 I think the Bengals have an opportunity to really get ahead of the Steelers on this one here. It's not to say that I don't believe in the Steelers being able to defend what the Bengals are doing, but the Bengals just have so much over there on the offensive side of the ball. You got Joe Mixon, obviously Joe Burrow's throwing the football, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. They have so many weapons to go to. 
it's going to stretch this defense a little thin. And I think that the I think the Bengals are ready to roll. And I, I, I'm not really worried about Joe Burrow and his appendectomy he had. I think he's going to be ready to roll as well. And I think the Bengals kind of roll in this one. I do like the uh, I like the over on this one. Sitting at 44, I think I think the Steelers could be good for at least 20, 23 points, something along that. And I definitely think the Bengals could hit 30 plus. So I like the over for that one if you're a betting man or woman. Next up, we are looking at the Eagles and the Lions. This is a game that I think might be a little bit closer than some people might realize. The over-under is set at 48.5. Eagles, minus four favorites going into this one here. Now, the Lions are a team that were better than what their record showed last year. They had six losses by one possession in 2021, and some of them were even less than that. It was like by a field goal. Some were even two points. I think the game is going to be close, but... The Eagles did an excellent job putting a team together, and I think that this is this is this is going to be a good year for the Eagles. I, and I feel like I haven't said something like that in a long time, so I'm kind of excited to see the way the Eagles go in this game here. But I do have the Eagles taking the win as the favorites. I have them winning 23 to 16 in a tighter game than expected. Is there a possibility that the Eagles completely roll the Lions in this game? Well, yeah, possibly, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than some people expect. Dan Campbell has been doing a hell of a job over there in terms of just getting a culture going and, and and having players in Detroit rally behind him. From the sounds of it, players love playing for him. And I feel like, again, this is a team that's going to have a lot of heart. They're going to take some teams you don't expect to the absolute limit. And I think it starts in week one with a tight loss to the Eagles. Looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Washington Commanders, over-under set at 44 for this one with the Commanders at minus 2.5. Um, I feel like Commanders minus 2.5 is a pretty easy bet to take because I do expect the Commanders to win. And I mean, it does not seem out of the realm of possibility that the Commanders win this game by at least three points. But I'm picking the upset. I like the Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Jaguars on this one here because I'm very excited to see how Doug Peterson does in this game and with this team throughout the entirety of the season. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I think he is, still has the opportunity to be that guy at Clemson that we saw, and I think it starts this year. I also am excited to see how Travis Etienne folds into the offense. James Robinson sounds like he's going to get some playing time, and we're going to see how Christian Kirk and company, Evan Ingram, maybe he finds a connection with Trevor Lawrence. That would be fantastic for the Jaguars as well. I think that this one ends up being an upset here. This will be my one of my big upsets for the week. I like the Jaguars taking down the Commanders here, and I have them actually winning somewhat handedly. I have the Jaguars 24, Commanders 14, because while it feels like, oh yeah, the Commanders winning by three, that seems like a possibility. I'm not a big believer in Carson Wentz. I'm a Colts fan, and it's probably the Colts fan within me that's been scorned from having Wentz as our QB last season. I'm going to go with the Jaguars and this one picked the division rival for the W for the saints and the Falcons over under sitting at 42 and a half with the saints at minus five and a half. I think the saints, honestly, there's not really too much to say about the Falcons. They traded away Matt Ryan after chasing after Deshaun Watson and thinking that they had Watson within their grasp. They didn't get Watson. They had to do Matt Ryan, right? Because he was ready to move on. He obviously knew kind of what was going on. And ultimately I don't think the Falcons are going to win a ton this year. Um, this is definitely going to be one of those teams that is in the running for a top quarterback selection. So if they're not sitting within like the top five picks come year's end, I'd be pretty surprised because while they did go after Desmond Ritter, I feel like they might have their eyes set on someone else in this year's draft class, or who knows, maybe they are trying to be competitive and they really feel like Desmond Ritter can be their guy. I mean, he is a perennial winner in college football. So 
we'll have to see, but I don't expect the Falcons to win a ton of games this year. That's just kind of how my outlook is for them. I have the Saints kind of rolling them here. Saints are minus five and a half favorites, and I have them winning 31 to 17. I like the over because I think the Saints offense this year has strong potential to be really good. You have a litany of skill talent over there from the running backs to the wide receivers. Offensive line is going to miss Trevor Penning, but when he comes back, that's when I think the offense is really going to come into form. But Jameis Winston was on a a historical year for himself in terms of his career-wise. He was on a pace to, you know, have the best touchdown-to-interception ratio. He didn't have a crazy number of yards because the Saints were a solid team on the ground, but he was still getting things job, getting his job done, excuse me, at an impressive clip. And I think he comes back. The team was 5-2 and two last year before he went down with an injury. And I think he picks up right where he left off. Looking at the Browns and the Panthers, the Baker-Mayfield revenge game. Over-under for this one is set at 42. It's a little bit of a lower score. And then for the Panthers, they are currently sitting at minus 1.5 favorites. I expect this game to be tight. Missing Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns is going to hurt them offensively. I like Jacoby Brissett. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm a Colts fan, so I know all about Jacoby. But I think that the offense might stumble a little bit. You do have some new moving parts over there. And Deshaun Watson was kind of rolling through the preseason, getting a handful of first-team reps a lot more than I think he should have been getting, considering the the Bengals, the Browns knew that there was going to be a suspension of some sort coming so it's I understand you want to knock the rust off for Deshaun but it's also like if you're going to be start if you're starting Jacoby Brissett for you know what they thought was initially just six games and turned into a 12 game suspension 11 game suspension whatever the number was 11 uh does not really make sense to just kind of load Jacoby up with as many first team reps as possible with that in mind I do think it's a lower scoring affair I'm excited to see what Baker does on the offensive side for Carolina I think that A lot of people forgot how good Baker Mayfield was just the year prior when he wasn't hurt and he was actually healthy and rolling with that Cleveland offense. I expect the Panthers defense to be suffocating as they were last year. Maybe not quite as good, or maybe they're able to bounce back and continue what they did last year. That was at at times they looked like a championship caliber defense and I stand by that. So we'll see how the Panthers look, what their outlook ends up being as we go through the season. But I have the Panthers winning a tight one here. Panthers 22, Browns 20. Tight game, again, Panthers minus one and a half favorites. I have them winning by two. That's I, I think the game goes one or the other way by at least about a score or two or more. I don't think it's going to be that, that close, uh, but it's going to be a tight one. And uh, for the over on this one, I like, I like, I have the over at 42 on the dot because it's 22-20. That one's like an on the fence one. This game could end up being a lower scoring affair than that. Just because, you know, maybe growing pains at Baker Mayfield in the offense. And then, you know, maybe Jacoby in the offense and the Browns can't really get things rolling. But we'll have to see how it shakes out. But I do expect this one to be a lower scoring affair. And I have the over set right on the dot at 42. For the Patriots and the Dolphins. Now, I live in New England. I work within New England sports media. So this is one that I've, I'm following a little bit more closely than I am everyone else. Just because of where I live and what I do for a living. Now... The Patriots are two and seven since 2013 in Miami, and they went to Miami much earlier than normal. They got there on Tuesday, and they're essentially just trying to get themselves acclimated to what they're going to be dealing with, which sounds like 90 degrees and max humidity in hot Florida this Sunday. I actually didn't set up a scoreline or prediction or anything on this one because I'm really torn on who I think is going to win here, and I decided to make this an on-the-spot pick. The over-under is sitting at 46.5 with the Dolphins minus 3.5 favorites. 
The reason I'm struggling with this one mainly it just has to do with Mike McDaniel. It's such an unknown with him as head coach. And we've seen a lot of young coaches come in and light the world on fire. I I, I just I, I my other thought is Bill Belichick could completely coach circles around Mike McDaniel in this first game and make his head spin. And it ends up being like a blowout in some capacity. Or it's a tight one, and I think the Dolphins win. I don't really think the Dolphins blow out the Patriots. I could see the Patriots off the off the back of Bill Belichick, because we've seen what he does when he outcoaches people. In Mike McDaniel's debut, it could go really bad. It could go well. I, I The way I see it is it's either a big game for New England, and they surprise a lot of people. New England wins tight. Or Miami wins tight. I do not see it going that fourth way of Miami blowing out New England. But I, I, I'm a little bit down on the Patriots. Not I was a lot higher before the preseason. And from what I've seen from them through the preseason from the ones, I'm a little concerned. So for my pick on this one here, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. And it's going to be a tight one. I think the Patriots win a close one. I think that Bill Belichick does a good job managing the game. Managing his defense, I think the defense ends up being the key focal point here and really suffocating what the Dolphins try to do, and they're going to give Tua some headaches. I think it's going to be tight. I like the Patriots at 24. I'll take the Dolphins at 21. I think it's going to be a close one. So that with that in mind, that actually hits the under. So... I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think the Dolphins are going to come out and just completely torch people the way like Tyreek Hill would be if he was with Patrick Mahomes. I think that's going to take a little bit of time. But I like the Patriots in a tight one. 24-21. Give the Pats the upset. Going into the 425 games, we got four on the slate here. Starting off with the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Over-under is set at a massive 54 on this one. I think that's the highest one of the week here, if I'm not mistaken. 54 is a high number. Yeah, 54 is the highest of the week. Chiefs are minus six favorites. This was another one that I did not make a prediction prior to recording this video because I feel like there is an upset inbound here, but I have such a hard time betting against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But I feel like, like something in the back of my mind is like, man, it would be something if the Cardinals, after all the drama with Kyler Murray this offseason and losing DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, and what have you, if the Cardinals just came out here and absolutely shocked the Chiefs. So that would be something else. However, I cannot bet against the Chiefs, and I kind of settled on this one before I started recording, the more I kind of thought about it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think it ends up being a higher scoring affair. This is probably the highest scoring total of the week as the over-under predicts. I like the Chiefs at 35. I think the Cardinals get somewhere around like 27 or so. I think it's 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 close, but not super close within a one-score game. But I do think it's a high-scoring affair. Again, 35-27, that cracks way over the over on this game. I think this could this one's the Chiefs. I mean, their offense looked unbelievable going through the preseason. Patrick Mahomes and company was rolling. So I expect the Chiefs to hit 30-plus this week. I don't think that that's a question. It's just a matter of how many points are the Cardinals going to put up here. But I think the Chiefs get the job done in a big victory here. I like the Chiefs at minus six, too. For the Giants and the Titans, over-under is set at 43.5 with the Titans at minus 5.5 favorites on this one here. This is one where if you're betting spread, go for the spread on the Titans minus 5.5. That is a very – it feels like such a foregone conclusion that the Titans are going to win this game. This is one of those, like, sure bet picks if you were to pick anything. Titans, I have them winning 26-18. to 18. I, 
I need to see it from the Giants first. Obviously, a new coaching staff there with Brian Dayball leading the way. Mike Kafka is going to be the one calling the plays for the Giants over there. So we'll see how that all looks and everything because, you know, Brian Dayball made his name in Buffalo as the play caller there. So we'll see what the Giants offense looks. We did not get a ton of production from those wide receivers last year, and I was woefully disappointed. And they're obviously rolling with Daniel Jones as well, who I'm very curious to see how he fares in a new offensive system led by Brian Dayball. But I have the Titans again winning 26 to 18. I think they win fairly handedly. And I think I'm honestly kind of being generous, keeping the game as close as it does. I think the Titans are going to surprise a lot of people and put up a decent amount of points. I think they're going to be a little bit more effective on offense than some people realize. I feel like some people are kind of forgetting just how good Derrick Henry was before he got hurt last year and just for the last handful of years. I think he comes back. He's obviously going to be a force to deal with. And good luck to the Giants run D stopping him. But Titans minus five and a half. Definitely think that's a possibility. I like the over for this one as well because I think the Titans put up a fair share of points in this contest. Next up, an NFC North battle between the Packers and the Vikings. Division rivalry matchup here. Over under set at 47 with the Packers at minus one and a half favorites on this one here. Packers minus one and a half is probably... I would stay away from spread betting on this ba- this game if I was anybody. I just, you know, trying to pick a winner with the spread that close is is, is dicey. You're rolling the dice big time there. But I, I feel like if you were, I would take the Packers. I Just because I think the Packers are going to get the job done. The Vikings defense was awful last year. They were awful the year before that. And I just, I have to see it from them. They've done a good job trying to add some pieces to the defensive side of the ball. Don't get me wrong. Zadarius Smith, obviously, they went and drafted Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth in the secondary there. So, Hopefully with some improvement in pass rush and some improvement in the secondary, things get better for the Vikings. But again, that's one of those I got to see it to actually believe in it type deals. The Packers, I know they're missing Devontae Adams, but I think it adds a little bit of a wrinkle to their offense and it's going to add some variance to what they're doing there, where as opposed to it's third down, here comes Devontae Adams. We know where the ball's going. Now it adds a little bit of a mystery to the Packers. How are they going to utilize their weapons? Who are they, Who is going to be their go-to guy or guys in those big moment situations on third down or fourth and short, things like that? Who are their go-to people? No one really knows, and we're not going to find out until we start seeing the Packers play some games. So with that in mind, I do have the Packers winning 24-20. to 20. I have full belief in the Vikings offense. I really do, but I think the defense is going to hurt them and it's going to prevent them from winning some games this year unless I'm proven otherwise. I just I need to see the proof first and I mean the last few years if the defense gets any worse, like my goodness, it can only get better, right? Or at least stay the same. It cannot get any worse than it has been for Minnesota. But I do like the Packers in this game. I still think they get the job done. They have Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb, his security blanket. They still have a really good one-two punch in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the running backfield. I just, I like the Packers in this one until proven otherwise, Kings of the North. For the Raiders and the Chargers, this is another game I did not pick a winner for because this one is a tough one for me to choose. Chargers are not going to have J.C. Jackson going into this game here. The Raiders, for everything the Chargers did this offseason, kept pace and did their own adding and subtracting, but mostly adding to the team to make it as good as possible for this season. The Raiders are a sexy pick. Don't get me wrong. Adding Chandler Jones, adding Devontae Adams. You now have Josh McDaniels, who a lot of people are looking at to be the guy to really bring this offense into full force with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Is Josh Jacobs going to be able to prove himself with his potential final season over there in Las Vegas? We'll have to see how all that plays out. But the Chargers, man... 
While they are missing J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are rushing the passer. Even if they didn't add J.C. Jackson to the secondary here, I'd still feel really good about what they're bringing out just because of that improved pass rush alone. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa is going to be a problem over there in the middle. And then... and. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day is another guy they added inside the the defensive front over there for the Chargers has gotten significantly better and I think that's going to bring a lot of results never mind when JC Jackson comes back and he's healthy and ready to play as well this is going to be a high scoring game too I expect both offenses to to fare pretty well I think I'm going to go with the Chargers though they are the minus three and a half favorites and I could see them, I feel like this game comes down to somewhere within seven to three points within that range there. I don't know if I would bet on the spread for this game just because it can go either way. It really can. And I could also see this game coming down to one point, like a 31 to 30 finish. That's totally within the realm of possibility with the way these two offenses are built. But the one thing that's holding me back on the Raiders, and I talked about this in my power rankings, is just... I, I have to see it from Josh McDaniels as a head coach. I, I do not forget what he looked like as a head coach in Denver. And until I see results that are different from what we got there, and I know it's a completely different scenario and situation, different teams, different players, all that stuff, I get it. Until I see different results, that's lingering in the back of my mind with the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see how it goes. I like the Chargers. I think for a final score, if I was to pick something, I think the Chargers manage a solid 30 points. I think the Raiders get somewhere around like 24. It's a respectable amount that they can put up, but I think that the Raiders, they're going to take a little bit of time to kind of really get themselves going here. I'm excited to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams because if that connection hooks up early, then, yeah, I mean, the Raiders could be good for like 30 plus points in this game. We'll see how all that fares, but... I like the Raiders. I just need to see it. That's really all it is for me. And then Sunday night football, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, 8.20 p.m. This will be a fun one, obviously. We saw this last year in week one as well. Over under is set at 51. Another high-scoring affair prediction here from the betters. Bucks are set at minus two and a half favorites. I do like the Buccaneers in this one. Uh, it's not because I... It's not because I think that the Cowboys are going to be worse than last year. I just don't really think they got better. So I feel like they're going to be kind of in the same position that they were last year. Good team, probably makes the playoffs. But I, 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 as far as like pluses minus went in terms of like bringing, bringing things in and losing stuff during the offseason, I have a hard time saying that this team got any better. We'll see what some of their rookies do for them. But I, I like the Buccaneers. I have such a hard time betting against Tom Brady at this stage in his career, and I know he has so much going on outside of football right now, whatever that all may be and whatever it entails, but a motivated Tom Brady is a damn dangerous Tom Brady if I I know anything from watching football in my 20-some-odd years of life. So with that, I have the Buccaneers winning 32-26. to Bucks minus 2.5, I definitely like that odd. I think that's that's definitely an easy one to go for because I feel like the Buccaneers win by at least three minimum. Uh, I think the Cowboys offense might lag a little bit behind what the Buccaneers have the ability to do considering the amount of weapons they have over there. And the over set at 51, I definitely think that gets crossed. I like that one. I take the over there. And then for Monday Night Football, to cap off week number one, the Russell Wilson, not so much revenge game because it's not being billed like that because that's not the person Russell Wilson is, but it's definitely the Russell Wilson revenge game, Monday Night Football. We got the Broncos and the Seahawks. Um, I do not expect a lot from the Seahawks offense this year. Maybe Pete Carroll is able to surprise us. I don't know, but I, I'm not sitting here holding my breath on anything. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos winning this game, and I think they win the game fairly handedly. The defense, especially the, the pass defense last year for the Seattle Seahawks, was not great. I think Russell Wilson finds ample opportunity to uh, carve up that secondary that he knows fairly well. And on top of that, he has a solid running attack there with a couple of good running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I think the Broncos win this one and win it handedly. 33-13 to 13 is my prediction here. This is probably my biggest blowout of the week. If I was to pick one, it's going to be in Monday Night Football with the Broncos getting some real, real big numbers put together on the offensive side of the ball. But those are my picks for week number one of the NFL season. Again, let me know in the comment section down below. What do you guys think is going to happen in week number one? I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, predictions, and opinions. But with that, I will see you guys in the next video. Let's enjoy some football. Have a good one.